0: Welcome back to Oh You're That Mom, I'm Jamie. And I'm Amber. We're so happy you came back for another listen. We all have a tendency to judge others, especially when it comes to being a mom and when it's outside of what we would consider our norm. And if you haven't done that, you're a liar. So each week we interview different types of moms and try and address the stigmas and stereotypes that surround her. So sit back, grab a
1: drink, relax and listen. Just kidding, you're a mom. You can't relax, you'll be up four times. So
0: good luck with that.
2: Cheers. Is Just a little bio. Um, right. I am married to my second husband. I have a 23-year-old and a 19-year-old boys from first marriage. I have a five-year-old son, a two-year-old daughter, and I have a son that passed away at birth in between them as well. So I technically have five children. Yeah. Um, and Robert w- Robbie would be Robert would he be He would be four in July. Oh
0: my. It's been that long. Yes. It's crazy. And you have married to this husband for how long? Uh six years. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> it feels like forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of newly weddish. It We've is. Been together
2: though for almost nine years.
0: You're current profession is
2: so i have been teaching for 16 years um i've taught first grade fifth grade sixth grade fourth grade uh i've also taught high school geography high school 11th grade english gross even worse it's going downhill from here they're really fun i'm sure they're fun but those (laughs) topics are the worst Um, and I am also a professor at a university in their teacher credential program. Okay, so, so I'm teaching teachers to be teachers on top of... How's that working out for you? <laughs> um, it's interesting because I have no clue what they're getting themselves into. Right. If you had to choose one, like
1: either you're a teacher teaching teachers or a teacher teaching students, you don't have a choice. You can't be like, I don't know, I love them both. Don't say that. Students.
2: Okay. Of what grade? Um, each grade has its good and bad. Yeah? Yeah. Every grade has its good and bad. That's why I, I move around so much, because I get bored. Okay, that's fair. Um, but definitely little ones.
1: What do you think is more work? Because the little ones, it's like such mental work, whereas high schoolers, it's a lot of preparation, lots of grading, I'm and sure. And a lot of attitude. The attitude's it, fun, though. Because you don't have to deal with it for 45 minutes a day. You get to send them back home. It's like having grandkids-ish in a school setting.
2: teaching any student that is not a college student is hard because they have to be there. Yeah, okay, fair. So that's a good point. You are first having to create a relationship with with them and build that trust before you're going to get anything out of them. Mm -hmm. And at any age level When they have to be there You're dealing with behavior issues right? Um,
0: Versus the older grades When they're choosing to be there
2: Yeah, college and it's graduate school too Right, and they have paid a lot lot of money for it And so they're going to want
1: to get their money's worth Yeah, definitely
0: Before we go into all your questions We usually talk about what kind of moms we were (laughs) This week but this is... We've been a few weeks since we've actually recorded something with another person. So... It's been a while. For the audience, yes, we were breaking... No, no, no. Angela is six feet apart from me. <laughs> <laughs> no. We're not breaking our six feet rule. I feel like we're family. Mm-hmm. Like, we're
1: very... Yeah. We, if you know, I... Like, the two of us... If one of us has it, the other one has it. Because right.
0: we have been seeing each other, right. like, the whole and time. If I have been around your brother... This much And you've been around Your brother We've all got COVID We've all had it Obviously we already Talked about it Right Anywho I don't have to justify it To all of our people Okay We are adults And we can choose Whether we want to Yeah we took a long Get off (laughs) me Okay Anywho What kind of mom Were you this week
2: Um Well this week We went to Vegas Yes So I got to be An adult fun mom With the old ones
0: And then you took The two littles Yes The the little little two littles too Yes
2: So then we got to do The fun kid stuff With the littles And the adult kids helped with the littles, too, so.
0: So you guys, like, kind of had a vacation, and there weren't a lot of people, so you didn't have to deal with a lot of
2: people. It was amazing. It was fun. There was nobody in Vegas, so we got to go to restaurants that usually have two- or three-day waits. Mm -hmm. Um, The bigs got to gamble. That's good.
0: You know, sometimes a few hundred is worth it.
1: No, see, I can't get on that boat. I hear. Well, we all know I'm even too cheap for like HelloFresh or paying shipping. Ugh! Don't even get me started on paying shipping. I paid shipping today for something and it really chapped my ass. Will you I pay going?
0: shipping on something?
2: No. Like this I first, don't like to. That's why I have. MS she
0: will not going. purchase like, something
2: if you have to pay. Shipping, if she has to of, pay shipping, I'm <sighs> paying enough money. Well, here it. I, I mean I get it. Well, like and so, add it into and, the price. Yes, exactly. Add and it just into the offer price. Offer free shipping. They tell you it's this price, and then when you get to the click, thank you. Wait, thank you. Where's that extra ten dollars? Uh
0: huh. I mean, I feel like in this day and age, who's charging for shipping, anyways? Exactly. But and
2: then the fun ones that charge for shipping, and then it takes three weeks to get here.
0: Right. That if (laughs) Amazon can do free shipping and still have low prices, I mean, I get it. They're Amazon, but it's not like other places are. I'm not buying places things from china although i got some random ray-bans from china which today i learned is a thing it is a thing and let me know one a me whole free new shit. story i found out today which is a side story so i got the most god-awful pair of ray-ban knockoffs in the mail the other day and i thought like was it like it, r-a-e-b-a they no they spelled it correctly but they're like the most god-awful looking sunglasses in the whole world i haven't ordered anything and they're straight from china like the shipping label wish yes so i thought did i accidentally go on wish and buy Uh something was Uh i drunk and it's just now showing up
2: and so he gets these packages that are straight from china and the address will say yes and at one point we told him he's not allowed to order anything anymore well so
0: (laughs) apparently it's a thing now this one was like i've received four packages this week from china i've never ordered any of these things don't know what's going on and I'm like oh I got something too and somebody else is like yeah I've gotten three things and then some lady posted the story apparently these companies are shipping out random stuff as like almost like hacking but not stealing your credit card so they'll they'll send you free stuff they'll steal your username and login and then leave a review under your username as a way of bumping up their product in order for people to buy stuff stuff. you are getting free stuff but these things That's are... That's some horrid. bullshit. These, because these I... These I love reading the... The reviews. reviews. And they're all, they're... Mm. they're all fake. They're all fake. Holy shit. Well, you know what? Kyle comes all over the bed, so it's fine. <laughs> At least this is water. At least to problems. <laughs> right, it's fine. I got it. It, know, was it was empty. empty. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, anyhow, that was my story. I don't know why we got we that, good. but... Um, I got some really ugly Ray-Bans. I should have brought them for somebody to take. I told, the, I told my mom. My mom will like them. I don't know. Okay, I mean, they are bad.
1: I, I don't want a cat butthole in my face. It looks like the end of a hot dog. Have you seen the cat,
3: like, gems that go
1: on the no, butthole? No, that's
0: disgusting. What? Who's putting I mean, a gem on their cat's butthole? I'm interested.
3: What? Because it covers it up. It goes around the tail. Why are you staring at their butthole? Amber just did. They kind of I didn't stare. stare at it. it was staring so at me. I don't
2: want anything. So people are purchasing things that do want, go around the. It's a and just hang know, on the button So I can't. Angela relax. was
0: a great mom this week because she took her kids to places that they got to spend money and do things that they wanted, and then they got super wasted in the car ride home and vomited <laughs> all over the freeway. <laughs> Ooh,
2: <laughs> the boys. Been. So my husband and my twenty-three-year-old decided to a handle of vodka Which, on the seven hour To drive be home. clear, That's a you can go idea. to a
0: restaurant now and get an open, a semi-open container of alcohol to go, to go. Yep. but you better be wearing a mask because you don't want to die from oh, COVID. So, funny story. A DUI is fine. No, so right. funny story,
2: one of my girlfriends went to a beach in Northern California and a restaurant on the beach and it was when they weren't even letting people sit in the restaurant. Right. And she was able to order her beer. So she sat on the bench right outside of the restaurant. And a cop came up and threatened to give no. her a ticket and made her pour it out. Stop and she it. she told them, what am I supposed to do? Sit right. in my car and drink it? Wouldn't that be worse? Right.
0: And he said, you can't drink it here. It's a thing. Amber, what kind of mom were you
1: this week? Well, let's just, I can't even remember. Well, first of all, I'll cope it I've been a full-time working from home with children mom of two <laughs> psychos. Um, but just today when my daughter saw me getting dressed, well, first of all, in the middle of the day she um threatened to murder me <laughs> via knife. And when I said why, and she's it was how old? all Fice. Okay. It was all Dad's fault, and then when I said, "You know what? When you threaten to kill people, I have to call the police, and they may have to take you away," and she goes, "I will
0: kill them too."
1: <laughs> she so oh. that I mean she got over that real quick when I gave her sour cream. So then like she, sounds, she likes her
0: some salt, sour she cream dips, and potato chips.
1: Yes, but Ooh. she'll also dip um, hot dogs in sour cream and or oh. just eat sour cream herself. She goes. I can't help she said today I can't help it I love the sweet sweet sour cream the sweet sweet <laughs> taste of sour cream and I was like barf <laughs> um, but oh, as yes. I was leaving and she saw me getting dressed she's like where are you going I was like oh you know I'm going with Jamie we're gonna record so then she spent the next hour everything I did if I tried to put on makeup she slapped it like like knocked it on my hand and said you're not going anywhere as I put it on my pants she's pushing them down <laughs>
0: I'm actually kind of worried for my life because when she knows that we spend time together. I'm worried she's going to come murder me. She's she going to murder you
1: yeah. and she's going to cut off your face and yeah. put on her face. And she'd be like, I'm Jamie now. Let's record. But now that she has the <laughs> skin, she be like, uh, What did I say about murder and also <laughs> de- defacing someone? <laughs> Literally, unfacing I don't know what the term is. She's like, it's unfacing, all right? It's like, you would know. She is just a creature and then so cute and so funny and also packing on the LBs, and I love it. She's just the short- Tall and stout. Is
3: she stubby now. She is um, getting a little chunky. She is like so a little really teapot.
1: Short and stout. Aww. It's very cute. And I she love just, that.
3: Ugh. I wish it was so cute when we did it. Right over quarantine. No,
1: <laughs> no. Uh, I actually put on a shirt and I told my husband, um, I don't because it was like you know it's fitted. Put this in the dryer. And I don't I don't wear fitted stuff. And I said, he goes, oh I like that shirt. And I was like, thank you. But like just what if I wore it out? Like, it's not like the shirts I wear. If I wore it out and you saw someone with my body type, you'd be like, she shouldn't wear that. And he goes, well, I'm kind of medium on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh, whatever the fuck that means. But also, the correct answer is, no. you look amazing. Right. If I saw you wearing that shirt, I'd be like, girl. Right. And that is not the answer I got. So I was like, you can uh, go well, straight to hell. Maybe we... Don't collect money. Maybe we
3: adjust the Father's Day present.
0: Uh, you know? he already got
3: it. Oh, he ha- he received oh, it. He opened it. He gets, he it.
0: gets himself so, anything. Marcus gets for oh. Father's Day. Gift. He we have our, I've he already heard this the, this evening. Oh, did he tell you? Yes. That? Why?
2: Well, he was going on and on about I want this for Father's Day. I want that for Father's Day. And the big boy said, "What are you getting him, Mom?" And I said, "Ask him what he got me." Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, we were like right in the middle of COVID. I said. He said,
0: "I got her a house." COVID.
2: That's what <laughs> so he said. He said we were right in the middle of COVID, and we were moving. I said we had been in our house a week, and you could have easily went and got something since then.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Amazon's mm-hmm. working. So let's actually talk about Angela and why we're here. Yeah. Yeah. Angela is an educator. So she's a
1: teacher mom. So you have your own children. I had so many opinions about
0: educator moms during distance learning, by the way. We'll get to that. But let's talk about children. Why did you choose to teach them? <laughs>
2: um, I initially chose to go into teaching because my oldest was only about a year old, and I knew I wanted to go to college for something and have a career, and I figured that would give me the most time with my own children. Did honest. it, though? Yeah. Well, com-
0: I mean, do you have anything to compare to to be fair? Well, but it's given you plenty of time with them. I, Enough. If
2: if I was any other profession, I wouldn't get the holidays like I do. Oh, that's cool. I yeah. wouldn't get the summers. summers. Off. Yeah. Finally a teacher that a talks about how
1: cool it is because they're usually like, oh, usually teacher's <laughs> are like, oh, we work more than most professionals?" But no, you have got sweet ass vacation like you do days. do
2: have an amazing schedule. But I will tell you that if we didn't have that schedule and that time to decompress, it, it would be, be worth it. terrible, right? Yeah.
0: Okay, so here's what's yes. happening right now. Christine is over here putting lotion on Amber's new tattoo. It's not just anything. Without lotion. asking, leave
1: it right there. <laughs> what kind of like this? Is that like circumcision foreskin lotion? Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> We use hoop, it for nighttime. times. I, I usually no, teach
2: summer school, though, because s- that much time at home drives me nuts. Yeah. So this much time that we've been home really drives me nuts. Like, I cannot wait to get back in the classroom, and I don't know when that's going to happen. Did right. you Zoom your kids, like, every day? No. So my district didn't even require us to do any Zoom, but I did um, I zoomed three days a week with my students.
0: What grade are you teaching right now?
2: Fourth. Fourth, okay. Yeah. Um and I remember fourth grade. Yeah, it's I'm, a good year, right?
3: It's so a my
1: fun teacher year. Was kids, a bitch. Yeah,
2: the kids are cute.
1: Mrs. Wilcox. It's,
2: it's kind of the last year that they still <laughs> I don't think I remember some mine. of the kids. They're still like think kids are cool. Yeah. Yeah. Or still think that you're like You're not my cool teacher. Right.
3: And they'll listen when you use your big voice.
2: Not always. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm the teacher on my campus that they give all the fun ones, so mm. Cause I always. Cause you, you mean
3: fun by like Difficult. crazies? So my kids yes. will not be in their okay. What you're saying? No, they no, will they be. be. That's right. what she right.
2: means. Is that like they she will, will be the fun yeah. ones, the ones that have. She's saying it sarcastically. Emotional disorders, the ones that uh, have. She gets So you would get lots my lots kids and <laughs> lots of behavior issues. The ones that. In any other situation, and I've had a few that were diagnosed ED, which is emotionally disturbed, and they're usually in the process of trying to get enough background for their IDPs to get them possibly out. get them placed in other situations, like in special day classes, or I've even had one where they're trying to get him placed in a um, residential program. Mm-hmm. He was that off the charts, I guess, but... After being with me for, took about six weeks to two months, he was completely functioning in the classroom. Was it because you're a badass
0: and you just, like... It is because I'm a badass.
2: That's the official
0: term that they use. (laughs) (laughs) It's science, Jamie.
2: And I... I... What's the word for it? I guess I'm capable of taking a lot of shit. Yeah, okay, fair. Without emotionally attaching. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, them. you're not taking it
0: personally. Yeah, You are there for and, a reason. And I'm
2: there to, to do the job of, that a teacher should be doing, which mm-hmm. is trying to create those relationships with them and trying to make them... One of the biggest jobs of a teacher that has nothing to do with curriculum is teaching them to be positive contributing members of society. Right. And that's not in the curriculum. That's mm-hmm. not in any of the books mm-hmm. that, I guess, most teachers... People who are trying to be teachers under, it doesn't, there's not much that talks about that, and so when you have these students, nine times out of ten, they have a background that has created those behaviors. Right. There's not, it's they're not, not there because they're there, there there's a reason. There's that just a reason for their behaviors. Yeah. yes. And so if they learn and understand that you truly care, mm-hmm. and are truly wanting to, to see some growth in them not just academically but emotionally they attach to you and they make huge changes um but is that what drives you? I wouldn't say it's what drives me I think what drives me is knowing that every child no matter what stage they're at when they come into my class whether it's academic or emotional I know they're going to make growth and mm-hmm. making growth is what's most important. There's a lot of, there's a lot of teachers. There's a lot of administrators. There's a lot of parents even, that want to see A's and B's and proficient, right? And that's not what's important. What's as important is that they make any bit of growth. So I um, really, and I've had to have conversations with parents that come into my class. You know, for parent-teacher conferences, my kids, you know, getting D's and C's, okay, but they had a pre test where they had twelve percent proficiency. The post test was a fifty two percent proficiency. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're technically failing because they got a fifty two percent, but they made forty percent growth. We need to celebrate because they're at that on point, the point they've right literally
0: track. tried. But whereas and they're the, on the
2: right track. Yeah. And but next year Well and then is a the teacher the
1: next teacher gonna know that or are they just gonna see the kid who gets a C. Well
2: and that's 30. all teachers are different. And there's a Do they look at last year's grades? Yeah, you can. But even if they look at those grades from, say, a teacher next year sees that kid's grades, they're going to see that they got a D in math. They're not going to see the whole picture. Right, right. Um, That's kind of like looking at what, what each teacher's philosophy of teaching is. Mm-hmm. And there is a huge population of teachers that are teachers who have been in the profession for years that... I think, have a hard time with grasping that concept because we do have so many students that are academically behind and so many students that, I mean, and I think a lot of parents that are, there's a lot of parents out there that I think don't take into consideration what a teacher's dealing with on a daily basis. Oh, 100%. We have no. We want anywhere you to be from like 30 magicians. yeah, 35 kids. <laughs> hmm of those 35 kids I have never had a caseload smaller than 5 to 6 kids with IEPs yep. which each have their own individual needs. On top of that you have another percentage of your kids that are English language learners. Mhm. And then on top of all of that all the kids that are not in any way shape or form part of a special population but that the, have be. their own levels of especially at that age I and mean their there's own levels of behavior. Yeah.
0: Issues. They're dealing with so many emotional issues, at home
2: issues and the fact that they're twelve year old or like ten year olds or you know, whatever. And I don't think that there's there's also a lot of educators still to this day that have that attitude of this is my class, these are my rules, you're gonna follow them. Like the authoritarian type of teacher. Um I always try to explain to people that when I first came into the profession I was that type of teacher. I had multiple situations that kind of changed my view. So did you have certain
0: students
2: where you you learned from them oh, yes. on how to be year. a good teacher? I learn every year from different students, and that's part of why I love the profession is uh-huh. every year's different. Uh-huh. Every, even within the grade levels, you have to take into consideration the population that you have within that classroom that year, Mm -hmm. and you're always having to modify lessons. Like, you might have one lesson that you teach every single year, and you've taught the same grade for 15 years. That same lesson is never going to look the same. Are the lessons dictated by the state? It pretty much depends on your district. The state adopts Common Core. Yeah, okay. Each district then adopts their curriculum, which is p- purchased by a publisher that follows that Common Core. Then each, within a school district, you might have 10 school sites. Each school site then dictates how you use that, unless it's a district that says we're gonna, you're going to have to use this with, with fidelity. And when I say fidelity, that means there are actually school districts where they say this is the curriculum you're using. You cannot supplement it in any way, shape, or form. The lessons are actually scripted in the teacher's Ooh, edition. Okay. Like and they you say have to, what you yeah. say. And you have
1: and to follow And what's the point that. of like being a teacher? Anyone can do it then if you just give them the script. Well,
2: because it's not just about curriculum. Being a yeah. teacher is so much more. But I, I have taught in the same district all 16 years. Um, the beginning of my teaching career, we were required to use a curriculum with fidelity so I have experience with it. A lot of times, if you have a good administrator, they yeah. understand. First of all, if you're a first-year teacher, you might need that. Yeah. Um, but you're and, not talking
3: about Fidelity Investment Company. No. You're talking no. about, like, <laughs> so when you Fidelity hear it, as a when noun? You,
2: when you hear as a parent that your district is requiring the teachers to use a program with Fidelity, that means you can only use the textbooks the worksheets, the assignments and everything that are all put in this big, huge package from this publishing mm. company. And you can't deviate from got that. You can't deviate from but it. But
3: Fidelity is just...
2: You can only use that. Got so it. I can't I got to say I'm teaching word. a unit on butterflies. Yeah. I have to only use the materials that that publishing company gave me on butterflies. I can't, can't show... Google. You can't go I like, can't, like can't Encyclopedia contrast. Britannica and show a diagram. I can't, go, I can't go... You can't bring a
3: butterfly in. I did you do.
0: need a time machine? I know
1: <laughs> to talk about an Encyclopedia Britannica. Wow, I
3: miss those. Man. Did your family have those? Oh, we had like, the, like, the whole. I remember the dude those. coming
1: to the what door and two? selling it, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> We got it. It's like, we're a
2: damn library here. Where go, Joan. And so I was one of those nerd kids that used to pick him up and you read and them. Karen.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. I, I didn't like, read them, but forget about the see-through pages on, on, uh, on the Anatomy. anatomy. Yeah. Oh, that was my anatomy. favorite part. Like, what are those yeah. muscles and the veil? Yeah, I feel like I have so many questions that are would never have been applicable ten months ago. Because... Teaching is so different now than it, it was really is, huh? ten months ago because you still have to be a teacher, but now you have to. Okay, so I say that you're talking about Common Core. All and and we can go into homeschooling and, oh, yeah. and not homeschooling and parents. Now this is not homeschooling. This is just like guiding your child to finish the school year. But yeah, my question and I I have I've had I've said this multiple times and have said it about teachers next year is that my daughter just finished fifth grade. She was taught Common Core her entire life. As a parent, we were never taught Common Core. But when you bring that homeschooling or that schoolwork home, I'm now doing long division and I'm teaching her how to do long division the Your way. way I know how to yep. do it. So now we're no longer doing Common Core. We're legit like solving the problems top to bottom. So yep. a good teacher, those kids' brain A good teacher
2: teaches those kids. Four to five different ways to do division.
0: And I would hope that that would and happen. And one of those four to five ways is long division. It's the way that we were taught. Yes. Because how am
2: I supposed well, to teach so, my kids? So this is the thing. As a good teacher, you understand and should have been trained or should be trained in multiple ways to do adding, subtracting, right. dividing, But even at your age, and you, you were taught to, oh yeah, the yeah. old way. Yes. So I learned new ways oh. to teach division that blew my mind. That made me think, like, oh my gosh, why weren't we taught it I this way? It's so from? easy. So, a good teacher is teaching all students all the tools and all the different ways they know how to. Because when you have thirty to thirty-five students in a class, right. some are—they're not learn. all going to understand one way, right? Yeah. But if you teach them four to five different ways, and they understand that they're proficient one, in right. doing it this way then you allow them to use it that way. And that's part of teaching them to be independent
0: learners. Right. Do you think that most teachers learn that, or or, or, I shouldn't say most. In your school district, do you find that the other teachers
2: feel the same way you do? There are a lot of teachers that don't use the best teaching practices You're being very politically correct, and I can (laughs) appreciate that. Um, I've said multiple times when there is always the conversation of, what do we need to have happen to fix education? I don't need more money. We need to get rid of the bad teachers. Okay,
0: that's fair. But and, that, that is a
2: hundred percent every and, organization in this world. And, and yeah. the union. And in well, exactly yeah. with teaching, you yeah. only have to be a good teacher for two years before you get tenure.
0: Right. It You're takes, guaranteed a job. If I'm also a union
2: worker, so I can yes. There is value if in our union. Yeah. I feel yeah. that. And and let me step back a little bit. I think that very few meaning like maybe 2 to 3% of people that go into the teaching profession go into it for the weekends and the summers. Right. The teacher that goes into teaching, into it because right. they're not, they not like love, I hate kids, but no, this is a bomb they is bomb ass kids. they three. <laughs> no, exactly. they, they go into it because they love kids Yeah, because they love for sure what they're doing. But it is such a an emotional job. It is such a difficult job when you don't have the training and the tools Mm -hmm. to deal with all the aspects of it that you have to deal with that most people don't realize. And so it takes its toll. And then say you've been teaching four or five years and you have someone teaching right next door to you that gets there when the bell rings and leaves the moment they're allowed to leave and you're there till five, six o'clock at night. And then you take the work home. And then, so no, that's a rule. You don't take the work home, right? Mm-hmm. You don't take you the work can't? Home. No, you sh- mo. They you can take as much as you want home. I tell even my new teachers take a make a set time that you are going to leave every single day, and every weekend you take no work home. And when you leave school that day, you go home on a weekday, and that's your time, because. You can stay at work till 10 o'clock every night. Like, the work's never going to go away. You're never going to get caught up.
0: You know what? Best boss ever, and
2: we need more people like you. And you have to have you time to be able to go to You have to the be classroom. a good teacher, yeah. Well, does the
0: online
3: platform help your workload and that maybe some it of the tests are electronic? No, it
2: doesn't help my workload because in order to be a good educator and in order to teach kids, they have to be able to communicate with each other. They have to be able to collaborate. They have to be able to <laughs> interact, <laughs> so having them interact through Zoom Aggressive. is a very minimal platform. Yeah, um, so
3: you're saying maybe following up with parents and
2: kids on email no, I'm Google saying completely a virtual is not going to be successful, Mm-mm. period. Okay. My because son just kept
1: writing poop
2: in the yeah. notes section, oh, and yeah. I had
1: to just take him off because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you're not learning anything. No,
2: and, and I tell parents that are, like, stressed out about, my kids have to be in the best schools, my kids have to have this, this. If you're a good parent and if you're concerned with your child's education, it doesn't matter what school they're going to, they're going to get a good education because mm-hmm. the teachers are going to understand that you are invested in Mm -hmm. your child's education and their your child's going to get a good education not because of the teachers but because of you as a parent and because you're going to advocate for your child if they have a bad teacher
0: yes we had that last year we had to get our middle one switched because the teacher has been there she's retired at this point but she retired at the end of last year yeah she's done she was coasting she was getting it through yeah and our middle one needs she needs a lot of hands-on. She's a fresh she, teacher. She yes. she needs someone who's like in, well, invested makes, in making... She's an Angela. And,
2: and parents yeah. know their child best. Mm-hmm. So anytime I have any behavior issues, anytime I have any kid that you has academic them. issues, I, for, first thing I do is ask the parents to come and sit in the class with them. That's good. That's like, really good. And I tell parents, you can come in here whenever you want. You can surprise them. But anytime I have a kid with a behavior issue, I, I don't send them to the office. It's... Hey, parents. Hey, parents. Most important member of this team to try to figure out what's going on.
0: You're the one that knows them at home. You're the one that knows their learning abilities and and what is the best situation for them to learn and what is distracting them. And they can say, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, but you really know that there's
2: something that you're not fine about for the kid. And then when you do that, too, you get to see maybe why those behavior issues are coming that out. That is true. And you get to see if the parents really are invested. Mm-hmm. And then you get to understand, okay, this is what the issue is. So now I have to kind of take that role on too. Have you had kids.
0: situations where parents were so not invested or oh. the kid had some serious issues and, and you couldn't get the parents on board?
2: How many stories do you want to hear? Okay. So, <laughs> so was was that somebody, happens a lot. Was Would that, that be happen a like majority every year or yeah, a Every year. Every Every year, by about October, 10 to 15% of the parents by October. have given me enough indication that they're not present. Uh-huh. I'd say every year by October, I know which parents are wanting to give me the impression that they're present, but really aren't <laughs> following through and aren't. Okay. Um, Christine, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you better delete (laughs) that (laughs) section right there.
0: Um, That's
2: me. Yeah, let off. No, and I also teach in the school within my. So my district has eight elementary schools. I teach at the elementary school that is in the middle of the ghetto. I teach with the lowest socioeconomic status group I've got like ninety two percent of my kids are free and reduced lunch.
0: So then I guess in the next question for the student population that you do have mm-hmm. is that ten to fifteen percent checked outness due to the fact that like they have they are low income, their
2: families, families no. parents have so, to and, focus and elsewhere. I think people who don't have experience with that population assume or think that because they're low socioeconomic status, that we might have a lot of those parents. Okay. Which we don't. Okay. That 10 to 15% is parents that are maybe on drugs, parents that are involved okay in gangs, they're parents young. that are just not involved. Like, we're lucky the kids are in
0: school for yeah. whatever reason. Okay. Yeah. Like, or they're brought shoes. to school on the day. Yes. Okay.
2: Yeah. I still, even though I have such a population that is within the lower socioeconomic status, there is still a wide range of kids who are extremely well-behaved, of kids whose parents are on it and want them doing yeah. twice the work that I give them. Um, then the kids that are just kind of average, There's I have still have that wide range. And I've had the opportunity to teach in a, at other school sites within my district that had a completely opposite okay. socioeconomic status. And the percentage of parents there checked out. All of that oh, it's all the, the same. Change. Okay. So what's your
3: best, if you had to pick, your best teacher appreciation gift you ever got from a kid?
2: Bottle of alcohol.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I was just on <laughs> here. I have, what yeah. brand
0: do you keep in your desk? <laughs> in your desk? Yeah. My, my list of questions. What yes. bottle of alcohol is oh. in your desk? Probably it. none because you're no, a good I person. So you get alcohol as alcohol? a gift?
2: Um. Yeah, and I always did, to I've do always thought I've always given my yeah. my own kids teachers make a bottle of wine. Oh yeah, a bottle of wine. Nice. If you're able to, I'm lucky enough that I usually know them, so yeah. I know yeah. what they like. But I've even asked people who know them, hey, what do they like to drink? Or yeah, nice. And I've had parents, and if if a parent is feels that that's like an inappropriate gift to give. Starbucks gift card or a Target you gift card. Like it's works. always yeah. caffeine
1: yes. or alcohol. I feel like yes. it's got, that's like the best gift. The worst about gift, the, the worst do
3: You gift? like the plants I do. say thanks for
2: helping me Only grow? Only she likes but the plants. I do like, I, like I do plants. like the plants. The one thing that is the worst gift to give is a coffee mug. Or a uh, tumbler. So a plastic I, tumbler. Okay. A keychain? I have, I have A grand letter? I have like joked you. for years that I could open a Christmas <laughs> coffee mug shop. <laughs> <laughs> Just with the coffee mugs that I've gotten in my lifetime. Oh, right. And I, every year, my family makes me go through our cabinet, cabinet yeah. and get rid of a good 15 coffee <laughs> And to do you give them mugs. to all your
1: kids' teachers? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then
0: they give that them would be really good to the parents. Yeah. Every Christmas, Like you give yeah. them to the kids filled with little candy. Bring this home to mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> right. So...
3: Yeah. When we, so as a mom, I look at the PTA mom, and the PTA mom is always involved and always in communication. How do you feel as a teacher when the PTA mom comes in and, you know, talks to you? Tell me from a teacher perspective
2: what that looks like. And
1: also, do they want to gossip about other parents?
2: So, yeah. It all depends on the PTA mom's personality. Sometimes you have PTA moms that are extremely helpful and. Just I feel like I would be the best PTA mom because I don't give anybody yeah. any like I don't care are you a PTA all PTA of your mom? shit. No, because what are you waiting the for? They're it's legit time. the worst. They are yeah. the worst. So, you gotta be one. So, so, and, and, so and as a teacher, to be honest, the worst is having a PTA mom's kid. Oh, oh yeah. Cause it's because it's, like... Because their
1: kid's never wrong, and they think that they're going to, like, get the best well, of the best because they're
2: PTA moms. They also think that they know Hey, guys, what their I'm going to be a PTA, a PTA mom, classroom. so let's be PTA.
3: You're You're embarrassing. Embarrassing. They think I'm they, going to do they, it.
2: The, the worst thing is they think that they know what their child needs within the classroom. Right. And even though they know their child's personality better than I do, I know academically what their child needs, and sometimes, actually all times children need to be pushed to grow mm-hmm. academically. Yeah. And they need to be pushed in certain ways and they need to be given independence and they need to be able to make mistakes That's and true. learn right. from them. And Hot dog, but no, my kids are perfect.
0: I also purchased that parking spot up front, so yeah. get off me, grow. Have you ever thought about spanking a student? Ugh. Not in a... Or slapping their hands
3: with a ruler. Like, I've had, okay. Physically okay.
0: punishing a child.
2: I have had multiple students have outbursts in my class. You would just want to backhand them? Because I get the fun ones. Yeah. That have been so aggressive that I have had to evacuate the rest of my classroom. (gasps) Really? Because
1: you can no longer put kids in a hold. You have to take everything out of the room as they're tearing up your room. I have
2: had kids tear everything off my walls. I have had kids pick trash cans up and desks and chairs and throw them across so, the room. So, if a student gets so, violent, yes, what do you do? if they were my own child, I would have liked to pick them up, spank their ass, put them in timeout, and make them figure everything out. Right. Because they are not my own child, and because I am the teacher, I am supposed to be that neutral zone Got that it. lets them have it out, and Ugh. then brings them back down. What's
1: that not what, what do you have to take the non-violent crisis intervention? What's mm-hmm. it called? So...
2: You have but to be what, certified. What most uh, school districts now are adopting is called PBIS, which is Positive Behavior Intervention S- Systems, and it really works. And then proactive versus it's reactive proactive versus reactive. And for eighty-five to ninety percent of the student body, it works. Mm-hmm. The ones that it doesn't work for, we have different tiers and different levels of need that those kids need, an intervention that those kids need, and we bring them into a different form of intervention where it's much more personalized and it's much more hands-on in the sense of this kid needs this, so anybody who has interaction with this kid needs to understand how to address them. And one thing, there's a lot of, I guess, media about these positive programs being negative because this parent sees or knows that this kid in the class you know, hit this kid and didn't get suspended. And I, yes, and I tell parents back to school night, I tell them, because, you know, most, most teachers give a list, these are our rules, and most school districts also, these are our rules, these are the punishments, and the steps to the punishments for those rules. Mm-hmm. I tell parents, I don't have one of those, because if any of you have more than one child, you know that the same thing does not work for two children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. It's based on what they need. And I tell my students that too. I make sure that they understand that each of them has individual needs and that each of them has individual strengths and weaknesses and we're all there to kind of help each of us grow in our own ways. So the kids understand and know that, oh, this student was talking multiple times when he shouldn't have been and you just took him outside and talked to him. This student does it every single day, and so this student has Mm -hmm. much different consequences. Right. Or, like, bad words. You will have the student who is your kid that you know, if you say, I'm calling parents, they're going to cry in front of the whole class Mm -hmm. (laughs) because they said, ass. You have another kid who says it every single day. You're not going to give them the same consequences for those actions. But also their parents may not even care. so you can't punish them and that's the thing that child learned that behavior somewhere Mm -hmm. they learned that that behavior was okay so it's your job as a teacher another thing that's not in the curriculum or on the job description it's your job to teach them what's appropriate and what's not are you scared that you're going to have that kid and everyone's going to be like oh my
1: gosh i can't believe her child is acting like that she's the teacher i've had that kid I have that kid, too. I'm a behavior specialist, and my kid's out of control.
2: Um, So, my 19-year-old, when he started kindergarten, was that kid that had separation anxiety, and you had to pull them off of you and hand them to the teacher. How old was he? Five. Five. Um, He had that until the end of first grade, to the point that when he was, anytime he had a substitute teacher we had to put him with another teacher within that grade level that he knew because he would like have panic attacks. So oh. I've had that. I've also had the older one that was a fifth year senior because he was busy doing other things. A, a what? fifth year senior. Didn't what graduate. does that mean? He didn't graduate on time. He graduated when he was 19.
1: So
2: oh, okay. he didn't graduate when oh. he should have as a senior. Got he it. had to go to adult school afterwards. Yeah. Um and a majority of what his problem was and my my 19-year-old too when they got to high school, they had teachers that didn't engage them and they were very smart. And there's a lot of people that don't realize you have to be just as concerned with your top 5% as your bottom 5% because mm-hmm. if they get bored, they're going to check out. Yeah.
3: Or well, they're going to just like be
2: distracting. Oh, yeah. Well, I kind of feel like
3: as a parent to a young 15-year-old, I feel like there's a real rush to get your kids to, A, pick what the heck they're going to do when they get older, which is BS, because why do you need to pick it when you're 15? And B, to hurry up and graduate high school to pick a college to kind of move that way. I kind of feel like now that I'm in my 30s... (laughs) I don't know if it's too late to choose. Like, let's just pretend I chose something I didn't
2: like. It's not too late. So what is the rush for? The only thing you need the rush for the school is so that they can get the numbers. For them to
3: graduate a certain percentage?
2: that they can get the numbers of this percent of our students graduated and went off to a four year school.
3: College is a very narrow doorway.
2: For in my it
3: is, we but I don't know if it feels out. that way when you're in college. In I, high school, I, I think in high school you kind of feel like everybody's yeah. going to college, and if you don't, then you're like the, and the minority and, I, and
2: broken. Yeah. I feel that you need to teach them just to grow up and be positive, contributing members of society that can and whatever that looks like. To to take them. care of themselves. Yeah. You know, whatever it looks like for you. Yeah. And. From a financial aspect, with California paying for your first two years of junior college now. Is that done? It Newsom
3: is. Ab- it's done. Done.
2: It's absolutely stupid, unless your child has scholarships, to push them to go to a four year school and put yourself in debt, when they can do their first two years of a general ed and go to any university.
3: I'm Stanford still, can't Stanford. any California so, state no. paying Listen, off
2: undergrad. Or is
3: so, it out of state as well?
2: So why why would you bust your ass, and also why would you put so much pressure on your high school child, age child, who already has enough peer pressure and And life life life, driving? Why would you put that much pressure on them? All but then does that. that mean
3: they're living with you for another two years, They don't though? have to.
1: I made a lot of very adult decisions the two years after yeah, high school. I
2: did you did. That's when you got two married, Two tattoos. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Turns out... And you got married, right? I got married. Yeah. I think that we were putting way too much pressure on these kids. I think so, too. And I think, they, I think we need to focus more on teaching them life skills. Oh, 100%. Yeah.
1: And I think that I we're the <laughs> I think we've learned in 2020 quite a bit that education is not going to keep you from getting a terrible virus and having the whole world on lockdown. You can't educate someone out of being ignorant and disgusting human beings. This last six months has at least shown me like, I got to just make sure that my kids aren't just racist, ignorant, terrible Mm -hmm. people. That if you're going to be in quarantine with my child, let it be enjoyable for anyone oh, locked yeah. in that house, and school wasn't going to teach them that like so no. I just need them to so, be good kids. I've yeah. had
2: multiple and parents, they're not doing that either. I've had multiple parents <laughs> yeah they are're they the best yeah, <laughs> an they are but uh, multiple parents have asked me you know how much time should my kid be working on work when they're virtual. <laughs> two and a half hours from like fourth grade on is the most that they should be working at home on um, school work and it should not be sitting at a computer for two and a half hours okay wait a minute time out let me just explain to you it should be broken to 20 minute increments at most because scientifically your brain checks out after 15 minutes Mm -hmm. number one number two even though they're in school technically for six to seven hours there's so much social interaction so, there's so much more that goes on more than just that book work. And I've had parents tell me, Well, I need you to give me more stuff for my kids to do. I and was that. No no, and, no, no, no. And I was want, that parent. And you know what you need to do? You I need was. to teach them social I skills. Wasn't. Teach them how to cook mm-hmm. a meal. Teach them how to do laundry. Teach them how to clean the house. To have them sit with you <laughs> and watch you work? pay bills. Yeah. So that they understand. Real life skills. I just couldn't do all that. Be. I was working. me. Oh, <laughs> <listening. laughs> okay. It was awful. Ask me what I did with my five-year-old. Exactly. What he did you do with your tablet time? He had to read me a book. brain matter to be able to have video game time. Yeah. When I thought that video game time was a little too much, it was okay. Come and get on the iPad and do mm-hmm. twenty minutes of math. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was not okay. This is our set schedule, and this is what oh, we're going to I do. I was real bad. So okay,
3: just for sake of argument here, I was the mom that emailed every single teacher to ask for additional material that we could that we could use. I have a Pre-K, so why didn't fourth grade, you, sixth why didn't grade, you text your five sophomore? 000. But also, what did and the teacher say? Resources. The teacher sure. gave me additional resources. Oh, yeah. all Each of our kids would do it for an hour, and then they'd be done for the day, and they'd want to watch TV oh. or play games. And so I kicked them out of the house. Go play. Go ride your bike. Go. Every teacher yeah, that yeah, I asked that to the, the, the
0: first couple of weeks were like, "Don't worry about it." Yeah. Just do the work that we assigned. I mean, it's signs. a lot. And it's you a lot. lot. We're all dealing with
2: a lot. Well, yeah. You have to realize, but as teachers, we were trying to figure stuff out. Right. That's fair, too. Yeah. And there's a lot of teachers who aren't tech savvy. You know? Right. So yeah. those teachers were even yeah. struggling even more. How to use a and computer. And then on top of figuring it out... We all had to do what was mandated by our districts. Mm-hmm. Our districts were waiting to mandate anything until the state level mandated it. The state was the like, the state was waiting for federal to mandate it. So it was, and the federal was like, got me. When we went into quarantine as a teacher, to be honest, that was right about the time that all the teachers were starting to do test prep mm-hmm. to get ready for the for state, the state test. testing. So at that mm. point, pretty much 90% of the curriculum should have been taught already. Oh, cool. If yeah, makes sense. It does make sense. And then after, after, you, you, just do testing, left, after you do testing, it's project-based learning. And, and it's stuff. almost to the end yeah. of the school, yeah. What
3: do you wish parents knew about your job or about what you do that would help your life better or help our kids grow
2: better? That we care about their kids and think about them as if they were our own. Like, we truly do care about them.
3: No, you're, like yeah. <laughs> you're like, almost crying. don't start, okay, I mean, I, I so you've taught a lot of kids. do
2: you I, remember oh, you yeah. yeah. have over the years I' so and, long. and my fun ones are the ones that leave the biggest impression, and a lot of them I have parent you the parents that are really struggling maybe with a teacher or with what a teacher's trying to do. If you really feel that that teacher in your gut has your child's best interest at hand, but it's just completely left field from what you think your child needs or what you want them to be doing with your child, mm-hmm. put a little bit of faith in that teacher for a little bit
0: yeah. and
2: give it time to work. Because even though I love them like they're my own children, I don't treat them like they're my own children. My, my big kids will tell you, They've always told their friends, my mom is the meanest teacher ever. <laughs> like, I am very, I expect a lot out of them. And I'm very, I don't want to say stern, but I'm very like matter of fact. And they know what they can and can't get away with with me, with my own kids. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm the pushover. Right. But that's because I'm their mom, I'm not their teacher.
1: And knowing that you're that way with your kids, do you give leeway to parents who maybe are
2: blinded by the emotional side
1: of loving their kid oh yeah of course
2: i i tell them you know i know that this situation might be hard for you or i know that you might not that's why i tell them come into the classroom and see what i'm seeing come into the classroom and see what issues your kid is having compared to the other kids in the classroom so that it's not Mm -hmm. just your child, you see, you see the realm of what I'm dealing with, and, mm-hmm. and you see the realm of what is expected of your child. I'm not expecting a, a lot out of them. and I'm expecting the same thing out of them as all the other kids.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Definitely. I've I've had parents sit and cry to me and tell me I don't know what else to do. I don't know how to I've been know, that parent. I don't know. I've ha- been that parent. Yeah. I don't know, you know, what else to do with them to help them academically. I don't know what else to do with them to help them behaviorally. That's okay. Like, we don't all have the answers. Mm-hmm. And even as let's as, work together. Even as a teacher, I don't have all the answers. But ultimately, we know that there's this goal, and we'll start with baby steps. You know, There's this goal, and we need to work together. I wish every teacher was like you.
3: I think the teachers that I've dealt with in the past with my 25 children is that <laughs> you have some teachers that kind of just tell you, like, look, the deadline was Monday. Your kid didn't turn it in. It is what it is. You can have a 504 plan or whatever you call it, but heck, it's due on Monday. What do you need from me to get it due
2: on Monday? Okay, but this is something that teachers also have to do too. Is we right. have to teach students that they deadlines. have expectations and deadlines. Yeah, and if they don't meet them, there's consequences. Yeah, positive. But choices, I kind of feel like the five o four gives them an
3: out, saying like, okay, well, no, I no guess not necessarily. Five o
0: four is saying, we'll allow you. An extra 30 minutes or will allow you to take the test at lunchtime because it's quiet so you can focus
3: every teacher has accepted their kit our kids late yeah because of 504 but this is the thing too like two weeks late but that's a 504 that's not an an
2: everyday it's probably and it's probably specified within the modifications of that 504 what's acceptable and what's not Mm -hmm. on top of that You have to teach them that there's positive consequences for positive choices, negative consequences for negative choices, but you also have to take into consideration everything else that's going on in that child and family's life outside of that 504 or IEP. Yeah. As a teacher, if I had a kid whose parent parent took the time to come and talk to me about what their child was missing or wasn't missing, and I said, sorry for your luck, not taking it, what is that the rest of the school year and possibly the rest of that child's academic career in that school site, how is that going to change their attitude? Why would they do anything different? And then if the parents are talking bad about me at home, how is that kid going to come into the classroom? Are they going to have a relationship with me? Are they going to have trust in me? Right. To be even be able to let that guard down to begin to learn? Yeah. I have
1: asked in the past with my son, who has no excuse for having late work, I have just said to the teachers, can I please have their missing assignments? And I don't know if you'll accept it late or not, but I'm going to have my son do it and turn it in. Mm-hmm. Whether you ex- yeah. whether you I give him that. full points or not yeah. is none of my concern. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I have an eight and a half year old that I anticipate in middle school of just being like, so he's got <laughs> late assignments. Just what? Uh, sorry.
2: I tell oh. even my fourth grade students' parents, it is not your job to make sure that they get their work done. Right. They are old enough that they are having to learn responsibility. And part of learning responsibility is knowing that they have this to do and doing it. So, time this, out, this
3: question bit. time. How do you feel as a parent, I mean as a teacher, with blended families that come in, sometimes mom comes in, sometimes
2: so I've So I've had experiences with blended families where they try to fight with each other through me. Mm. I I've, I've had experiences with blended families where I've had one try to tell me I can't give the other one any information legally that's not That's why the you case. have to submit court documents mm-hmm. now. Um, court
0: documents for
2: schoolwork? No, that's, I just submit yes, court yes. documents
0: to
1: the school because they need to know who has legal custody. If we have 50/50 <laughs> legal custody, they both they If know, I have 100% legal custody, he has no right to know anything no. about me or
3: or my son's school. Oh, yeah. Jeez. I makes sense.
1: And that's when I've bad. had
2: parents try to do the fighting, or he was with his dad this week, that's why he did, last week, that's why he did none of his work.
0: Can right. My problem.
2: Can you sorry. tell I know, dad? That Yeah, terrible. but can you, you know, you need to make sure and tell dad it's his fault and this that, not mine. No. I'm sorry, I'm letting you guys know what's going on. Right. This is what's going on. I make none of those decisions. I'm not involved in any of that. Yeah. I've had situations where I've had had mom and stepmom want to go to the field trip and tell me that I'm not going if she goes and all that oh, good stuff. Oh, Who like, won? Fine.
0: Who, who went to the field I, trip?
2: I, I don't get involved. You guys make your decision. Like, that's not my job. But who went? My job is to, and there have been times where I've actually, um, <laughs> But, mom but no, them. who went? I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> asking for a friend. Um, well, are you happy you
0: chose to be a teacher?
2: I wouldn't choose any other profession. Right? I yeah, because always... it's kind of late
0: now. Just kidding. Yeah, right. No, it's not. It's um, not, I'm just though. kidding. Um,
2: the best part of the job is when you see students years later, and they not only remember you, but, like, are excited to see you. Oh,
1: my son hides from his teachers when we see the teacher. We hide
2: from some of the kids when we see him too. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Do you? I, oh, think, okay. I think for Sure. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. That's cute. Oh, do you ever
1: see parents like out at a bar? Like, have you ever gone out in public and you see them? Have they ever been like wasted and then you see them and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing? It's
2: all coming together. (laughs) So, I very, I live about 30, 30, 35 miles away from the town that I teach in. Oh, okay. Um, I for a very brief period of about two or three years, and it was two or three years, my first two or three years being divorced, too, so we all know how <laughs> oh, that, that is. yeah. Uh, I actually lived in the town that I teach in, so there were a few times that I was, like, out at a bar at a restaurant drinking and ran into parents, and they were always cool and always wanted to buy me drinks and stuff, but it was just weird, so I, yeah. as soon as I... I would take a
0: free drink as did, soon as like... I was able yeah, to make the Yeah, did you take decision, at least one free drink?
2: Uh, maybe once or twice, but and then after two roofies I was like, That's it. Uh, yeah, I'm done. Um, as soon as we're done buddy. I had the I guess opportunity or made the decision to move away again, I did just because not just for that. It's nice uh-huh. to be able to go to the store on a Saturday morning in your yes. pajamas, you makeup mm-hmm. and not have to run into a parent. Right. There's or nothing another worse mm-hmm. that you maybe only know more on a professional yes. level than
1: mm-hmm. personal level, you know. One time I was yell I mean, I was like yelling at my there kids. I don't like yell. Six of them in Target, and I'm trying desperately to get them all together and focused. And I could—I was just frantic and breathy.
3: <laughs> That's horrible.
1: And I turned the corner, and there is our friggin' adoption social worker.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I was like, "Oh man, did you hear me?" And she's like, "No." I'm like, "I
2: know you heard me."
1: I've—I've
0: ha- I've yeah. actually
2: had. Uh, When I was single, I had a few parents try to date me. And were they
1: still married? Like, were they trying to have an affair with you, or they were single dads?
2: Single dads.
1: And I just
2: refused. That's too weird. Been way too (laughs) weird. I want to know
1: about the squabbles amongst the PTA. Do all the PTA moms like fight with each other? Because I'm learning. I have. I made a friend. I know it's weird, but I did (laughs) it. And she's a mom of a kid from my son's school. And so we walk maybe three to four nights a week. And she just started opening up to me about all the juicy gossip from our school. And I was like, I didn't even know that this was like a thing. Like the PTA moms are so clicky and one gets, it was like full on high school.
2: Very clicky and usually...
1: And they're all MLMs. Like I said, my school staff is MLMs,
2: mm-hmm. multi-level. multi-level marketers. Oh, yeah, my uh my school site is amazing. Our staff we all get along. Like mm-hmm. the weekend before school starts, I think there's seven of us that are going on a girls' weekend. Like we nice. We, I love that we all get along, great. But there are school sites where it is like high school drama. Mm-hmm. To where but it's I, not
1: I the teachers; go. it's the PTA. No, the
2: teachers too.
0: It's the moms. Licky teachers. No, that's the worst. Oh, yeah, yes. I finally don't. got out of high school and we graduated and started becoming teachers. Oh no. It yeah, like we don't everywhere. have
1: cliques at my work because that just seems super wrong. I just don't. I feel like if in your in a if you are in a profession or volunteering, as, like a PTA mom. And really volunteered in school oh,
2: they fight and they fight over who gets to be president who gets oh, to be treasure i mean just to set the
3: record straight and i probably shouldn't say this out loud but i'm gonna do it anyway i am team i want teachers to do more for my kids
2: yes
0: that and is clear.
3: i think that i've had kind of Maybe a rough patch with a bunch of teachers that don't really care, and I feel like just seeing the passion in your eyes when you talk about these kids as they grow up and they come up, they come back to you and they talk about their lives. Like, I've not found that in the in the public school district. I found people that said, "Dude, your your kid, you know, is annoying during class, or is moving around too much, or doing this, or doing that, or whatever. They could be a great kid, but." I don't see that passion in every teacher's eyes, so I love hearing I have, from you. I but. have
2: those conversations with parents. Yeah, but that's why I said I said earlier I wish parents like you understood that I have 33 kids that I have to manage. Then get to trust me and trust the environment before I can even start teaching and mm-hmm. then the academics. So if I have even one of those kids that's all over the place and can't focus or sit down and do that type of stuff, I first have to, and this is what I always say, if you have a behavior issue, you have to first reflect on what you're doing or not doing. Mm-hmm. To prevent that behavior. Take the
0: ownership of it. Yes. And if it's and like if it's obviously it not you. gonna yes. happen in my household. <laughs> and and
2: that's how I am in my classroom it's not gonna happen. Yeah. So I need to figure out what I have to do to facilitate that child to make make things work for them. I might need to allow them to get up and move around while I'm teaching. I might have to allow them to have... How much does that multiple, drive you Not Multiple options.
3: That some kids count. need to sit in their how dang much, seats how much, and some like, kids are allowed to walk around. I might have to allow around. this
2: kid multiple options of places to sit. And that's I okay with to, you? It's okay with me because my ultimate goal is not to make them be robots that sit down and shut up. My ultimate goal is okay. to... That
3: makes sense. And is it, it any sure easier they,
1: to force the kid to sit where he doesn't want to than to come up with a plan that he can't yes. have... So here's my question, and I feel like I'm really right on this. So you're gonna have to <laughs> you're gonna have to give me your input. So my son's eighth grade teacher called me to tell me that he's usually a really great kid, but he was kind of being a smart aleck. And what he told me is that he was acting like he was too cool for school in class. And I said, okay. Um, were there any other kids doing it? Well, we're only talking about him. I said, okay. Well, I just I need to know. Um, can you tell me behaviorally specific terms and what he was doing? Mm -hmm. You know, it's just more his attitude. And I said, that doesn't tell me anything because my attitude is different than what his attitude may have been. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Okay, well, you know, I could just tell. He's like, it was just, you know, just not like him. And he has a B minus. He could be doing much better in my class. I was like, okay, well, so far you haven't given me any behavior of what Mm -hmm. he was doing. You're telling me that he was a smart aleck, quote-unquote, too cool for school, and usually not like that. So I don't know what that means. Um, Was there a consequence? Yeah, I'm calling you. I'm letting you know. And I said, listen, if he does something in class, you have absolutely every right to give him a consequence for that. And then it's done. So when he, like, calling me isn't going to do anything. If he misbehaves at home... I'm not going to call you and ask you to give him a consequence (laughs) at school and vice versa. Like, thank you for letting me know, but you can't even tell me what he was doing. This is where
0: Amber and I differ as parents. You can't
1: even tell me what he was doing, so I can't even address... I can't say, why were you being smart-alecky? Why? Why can't you say that? Because I don't call the teacher and say, listen, I was being kind of douchebaggy today. Could you go ahead and (laughs) and come up with a consequence? No, in real life... You fork up, nothing major, he wasn't throwing spitballs, he wasn't putting anyone in harm's way, you mess up, the person in charge gives you a consequence, you you do your time, and then it's done. But he's a kid, this isn't real life. Mm-hmm. But it's preparing
2: him for real life. But he's 14! So, so uh, maybe she there, didn't give him great, a conflict. I still think I'm right. There's gray area here. You're right in the sense that the teacher should have dealt with the situation with the students. But the teacher was right in calling you and asking you to support that he, the teacher the was calling whatever. you to let you know.
1: But how that do I know call- teacher didn't have a bad day that day and say,
2: "Oh, you're you're completely right." Because
1: I I want specific. But you
2: should still be able to. Have but you're a also convers- assuming
1: that your kid like is that- a perfect kid and is never going to do anything wrong. I'm not saying he didn't do anything wrong. I'm saying punish him for it, and, and
2: then they- what? And maybe that teacher's punishment is I'm going to contact your parents so your parent can have a conversation with you. about. My kid doesn't even shit about the, co-
1: the conversation. That's not on your teacher, though. So I said to my son, apparently you are being a smart aleck and too cool for school today. And he goes, "What does that mean?" He knows exactly what, that means. You, you know alone, what that means. you know what that means. Tell me what that like. means. Yeah. What happened? You know what being too cool for school Maybe is. You so, but why me, would I me, call the teacher and let say let me, my son is being too cool for home? Punish him at school. Okay. So,
2: so this is so this is how <laughs> I, I dealt so with so many with right now. my own children, my <laughs> own children who had issues with teachers, and me being a teacher. I told them, "You're within that classroom for an hour a day." Sit down, shut up, do what's expected of you by that teacher to get through the class. Right. And I don't want to get another phone call. But then eventually... And, and this is why, and this is what I explained to my kids. you're gonna, In life, you're going to have coworkers. Yeah. You're going to have bosses that you don't personally get along with, and you don't like what they're expecting of you. But in order to keep that job, you're going to have to figure out how to get through it. It's an hour a day. Figure it out. I don't want another phone call.
1: And here's what I, I will say ended up
2: happening... Um,
1: Is that? Then my son came to me and said, "I think this teacher is treating me unfairly." And And then the teacher called me to complain about my son. And so I called the principal and and the teacher, and I said, "We're all going to sit down because something's not working here." And we all sat down. I told my son to advocate for himself, and I heard the teacher out. Yeah. And it was a waste of time.
2: It was. It wasn't a. Don't be a smart aleck. Don't call me at home. It wasn't a waste of time though, because now that teacher knows that if they're going to pick on your son. They're going to have to listen to you and deal with you this guy. in the real world. He's your teacher. Like, in it's the like world, your boss. In the real yeah. world, you're going to have those situations. So it's an hour a day. Figure it out.
0: Okay. <laughs> all that to be saying is Ambrose. right. You're right. Okay.
2: Hey, guys. I think
3: all of our babies are sleeping right now. Yes. It's like super quiet. I think we should milk this another 20 minutes at least. At least. least. We have a few more questions. And then we can get some sleepy time tea and just chill or CBD gummies.
1: If you've gotten this far, good for you. But please go check on
0: your kids. They're probably not safe at this point. They've been left alone for too long. Yeah, they may not even be home. Thanks for listening. We appreciate your support. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast on any of your favorite podcast platforms. We would also love if you could rate our podcast too.